Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the Muslim filter and selfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell them, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, and back with me this week is my good friend, my partner in crime, <laughs> Mr. Pabu Rojo. You made it back, bro. You made it back. Yeah, man. It was it was good. Last, last week's episode, it was good, bro. I liked it. I appreciate it. Uh, well, big shout out to my buddy, Rennie Rodriguez, for filling yeah, uh, yeah. in. And we discussed some Star Wars and did a worst to first ranking of all the feature films. And it was a fun time, man. And plus, I haven't seen Rennie in a while. So it was kind of good to catch up as well. Yeah, no, but, I, I hope he comes back, man. And we, 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 he was really good. He was a second. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy having him. Yeah. But this a- week. But this week, folks, we have another recent movie to go over real quick. Man, That's Hulu, right. Hulu has done it again. They're two well, for hey, two this year. Look, you know, we're talking about this franchise here that, you know, we've actually discussed this franchise before on Tales from the Abyss. We did an episode on the first few films. I think it was last summer. But, uh, folks... Tonight, we're talking about the remake, but, you know, with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, my friend. Why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about tonight? We're talking about Hail Racer 2022, a Hulu exclusive, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yes, another movie that, in my opinion, should have been in the movie theater. Yeah, they made that. Well, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with Hulu again. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea if this contract's got all messed up based on COVID, but... uh. Man, new uh, we got a new hell pri- hell priestess. I guess we got to call her right. Yeah, or she can uh, still be called a hell priest, just a female. I version. think I think they're just calling. I think they're still calling the character a hell priest. The hell priest, yeah. No, the hell yeah. priestess. That's just a word that I made up. I mean, it works on this for this my, case, I guess. For my <laughs> limited <laughs> my limited use of the English language, soon the uh, it won't be too too. It won't be too soon before the uh, Democrats are knocking on my door and sending me to uh, Martha's Vineyard or getting me out, thinking that I'm in Martha's Vineyard. They'll, they'll send you a message. They'll say, Jay, where is that boy recording from? Charlotte, that North is Carolina. None of your, that is none of your damn business, sir. No, it is. The great city of Charlotte, North Carolina, where we have just fired our uh, our coach, finally. Uh, man, I was going to ask you about that when we got into the sports stuff at the no, end. No, 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 I know, I know. But Jamie, Jamie, I'm not going to change the subject. I, I start talking about sports with Jay. I really, I'm, uh, Jay is fascinating when he starts talking about sports because he actually knows what he's talking about. I don't. Uh, Jamie Clayton, hot as can be, this this little uh, vixen. Yeah, uh, looks nothing like Pinhead in, in regular clothes. Oh, <laughs> boy. I mean, uh, dog, I dog Bradley, man, I couldn't, but uh, woo. Good Lord. Uh, CJ, when I went into this movie, I, for some reason, I saw that the character of Riley, played by Odessa, I hope that A is silent, Sion, um, I thought she was going to end up being the, uh, the, the new pinhead towards the end, but, but I guess they had one from the, from, from, from the get-go, and this is not like an origin story of how the new hell priest is, uh, the hell priest came about. Look, man, look, this Hellraiser film as a whole, I mean, I liked it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and lie to people and say it was absolutely great, but I, I mean, it was good. It's a great start to a new 
series. It's much better than uh than Bloodline and whatever the other two thousand and two was. Uh Hell Racer, uh, uh, whatever the hell that thing was, I forgot. Hellseeker. Dude. It was better than Hellseeker. Uh, all the straight the the DVD Hellraisers, which there's been quite a few of them. Yeah, uh, none of those are. To, if I if I remember right, half of those movies were written to be something else, but at the time, the Hellraiser series was owned and operated by those notorious people, you know, from Dimension Films. Yes, you know the infamous Weinstein's. So. <laughs> Uh, to keep those rights, because supposedly for all those years, the Weinsteins were looking to make a new feature-length Hellraiser movie, but they, they could never get it together. But they started making these shitty ones to keep the rights so they could make a proper movie. Problem is, they never got to that point. And then, the worst of all, it kind of made Hellraiser a laughing stock because those are some bad movies, and you can tell half of them are, rent, are written to be something else. They just tweaked the plot and then threw in Pinhead, and that was that. Yeah, that that so, was that was. Uh, I mean, it was straight to video. No, nah, it's nothing like this. I mean, this is twentieth uh, century studios should have definitely had this in the movie theater. But I guess maybe the damage that has been done in the past. Maybe they said you know the deal that they got with Hulu was too good to pass. Pass on. Well, uh, I'm not so sure. Was Clive Barker involved with this one? Because I know he's supposedly involved in the new Hellraiser series that they're working on. Yeah, no, he's he's one of the producers. That's another thing. I thought this was going to be um, just a series. I, I said, well, Jay is t talking to me. I, you know, I never... I had never come to the, the realization until I started watching this that this was a movie. I thought it was going to be like some kind of a pilot, and after that I get to watch uh, the second episode and so and so on. Right, no, they just did a film. It's like, you know, the the people over there at Hulu are trying to get some sort of new movie series going. And meanwhile, um, they're writing and getting ready to start filming a new Hellraiser series. However, it's done by the folks over at uh, Blumhouse. Thank uh, God. David Gordon Green, the man who's been directing the new Halloween trilogy. Yeah, and so, uh, David uh, Brockner, who's also involved in BHS, uh -huh. he's, uh was the director on this, and he did a pretty solid job. Yeah, like, I thought the effects were cool. The gore was good. Um, I think... With this version of Hellraiser, we all kind of get a little bit more, uh, we actually get a little bit more quote-unquote horror with this movie than maybe what we did with the original. Because in the original Hellraiser, we, you know, it's more about the darker side of people. It's, it's. I mean, you got some gore and, you know, you have bodies come back, coming back to life with Frank and all that stuff. And we don't get that in this new one. In this new one, I think to me it's more horror. It's more because you get a, a cinemite running after somebody. You, uh, pin, uh, Pinhead or the Hell Priest uh, has a pretty fairly big role, especially you know in the last half of the film. Yes. Uh, whereas in the original movies, the Hell Priest kind of just shows up at the end and says a few things that's memorable, and that's that. Nothing against Doug Bradley. Because he is a true horror icon slash legend. Don't get me wrong. But uh, 
I really like how the material was handed, handled in this new one because, I mean, this is a series or a plot that could have just gone off the rails really fast. Yeah, and I guess they, they had a lot of stake since they have to start filming the uh, the series. Uh -huh. They had a lot of stakes running on this. Well, yeah, I think this movie is very important for the series because I'm assuming they want to know how well people are going to respond to this. Yeah, no, they, they I mean, like I said, the uh, the damage was done by those uh, made uh, to video, which you elaborated on the reason why they were being done, which I had no idea or never even follow. I just thought that they stunk and. <laughs> never even went back to check on them. Every time they pass on TV, it's not like they absorb you because one and two, when, when I actually scroll and they're somewhere in some channel, they like absorb you. Like you start watching the next thing you know, you're watching the whole thing. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting premise. I mean, look at the tagline from the very first original movie. It's, you know, it says angel, uh, angel to some demon to others, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, what's your pleasure? Because, The Cenobites, they supposedly give you a choice, right? So, um, and that's what happens in the new one, too. Only this time, our lead character, Riley, she's basically, like, left alone at the end and survives uh, due to her past and stuff that she had going on. And speaking of the lead character, Riley, I thought she was awesome. Right, that's what I was going to tell you. Riley played an incredible, an incredible... Uh... Riley McKendry, she played an incredible junkie. Absolutely, a, a young lady dealing with a lot of stuff, trying to find, trying to really, you know, make find, find her footing in the world and and try to get her life straight. She had been sober for several months, and but yet she, you know, she's got a lot of demons, a lot of skeletons in her closet. So um, her past is kind of what makes her future in this movie so but the character of Riley is excellent and the actress Odessa whatever it is <laughs> Odessa a, a scion I, I don't know if the A yeah. is silent but that's that's how you spell it A and then Z-I-O-N <laughs> oh the thing is with her what I found striking about her was she has a very unique look she this young lady is an actress she's got a look that I don't think I've ever seen on another actress. She looks plain, but she's not ugly yeah. by any means. Yeah. But she's not, you know, beautiful in the sense of like a model, but she's, you know, probably a few steps under that. But at the same time, she's got like this plain looking girl next door, kind of freckled face a little bit. She's got a very unique look to her. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was she was uh she was very attractive in a certain way. In her own in her own unique way, she doesn't have a face like other actresses. She's not she's not uh generic. No, yeah. uh, not at all. She's very unique and I hope to see her something else soon, you know. Well she may be well, I don't know. Is she gonna be in the series? How do you do the series? The series is gonna be every week a different type of uh evil person okay. getting it? And from what I've read on the new Hellraiser series, it's supposed to be on HBO Max. Oh, um, so this is, yeah, so it's not going to be a Hulu. No, this is something completely different. It's just, it just so happens that, you know, there were two separate projects going at one time. Okay, but going forward, do we have, uh, 
is Jamie Clayton's going to be the new uh, hell priest, or are we going to have a I, different? I don't know. I don't know. So the, even not... in the comics, they move towards a female. Yeah, that's what I heard. I've read about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering that, but definitely Clyde Barker is involved in this as a as a producer, and and I'm glad that they brought him along for this because it shows that they took it seriously. Right, and, and I'm glad somebody did because Hellraiser, outside of the first two films, which you and I have discussed before, um, went really downhill in my opinion with Hellraiser three. They try to modernize Pinhead or Hell Priest, and, and they added a bunch of like '90s like horror stuff, and it just, I mean, we had flying CDs, man. And Hell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Hell Raised with Three. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a bunch of weird things going on. And then I actually saw Hell Raised Bloodline in the movie theater. And it was a plot so confusing that you needed more. I mean, it was like they're trying to tell a movie in Morse code. You couldn't understand it at all. So after that, I kind of got out of the Hell Raised game. And at, at, at the years since, I have tried to go back and watch some of those you know, direct the DVD movies. And the only one I got through was Hellraiser Inferno. Um, and even then, uh, Hell Priest doesn't appear until like the last five or 10 minutes. Yeah, that was that was a big, big issue with that one everybody complained about. That was yeah. like the whole reason to, to watch it. And that was the one thing that they, they wouldn't give us. Right, like I said, Inferno is one of those Hellraiser movies that was actually a different script. But, you know, the guys at Dimension Films are like, hey, turn this into Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, what's this? Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory Part 2? All right, put Pinhead in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Put him at he, the end. He'll, dr he'll drown those little kids in the Chocolate River. <laughs> <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, but it, yeah, you're right. Uh, wow, so... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the, the TV series is going to be in development at HBO, so we'll have to wait and see. But as far as the new movie, it's got great atmosphere. It's dark. Uh, you have some great horror elements that were thrown in that you, we did not see in the first two originals. Um, there's no, like I said before, there's no, you know, killing people to bring somebody back or anything like that. But uh, very, very well done. I thought Jamie Clayton as the Hell Priest was awesome, believe it or not. And then I saw an actual picture, and I was like, there's no way she's Hell Priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roland, Roland Boyd, you know, who plays this eccentric millionaire who unleashes all this again, he was good on it, too. Yeah. He, you know, he plays a dark slime ball. Yeah, uh, man, you know, you got to have a... You gotta have a douchebag in these movies. Yeah, at some yeah, point. yeah, yeah. They they had to have one. At some point, you had to put one in. Then Adam Faison was pretty good in it. The, yeah, the the lady with uh, Serena Minamaker, Mina Miniker, uh, who was at the hospital dying and told them to stop what they were doing and they wouldn't listen. Right. Yeah, it was. I mean, it had a it had an exorcist type of uh, look at the beginning. Taking you to another uh, country and where this right. thing is developing, yeah, it was it was the, the yeah whole thing about this. I really enjoyed this movie. Did you like the ending? You know, you see the guy that's got the thing, and I forgot what they called it, but that the thing in his torso that like grinded his nerves. 
And so he like li was constantly living a life of pain. Yeah, it was gruesome, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, that was like something out of the Saw movie, did it not? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it remind me of. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that I think that was done just to show the people that the Cenobites aren't messing around, man. No, like, no, they came to to really put you down on this one, and I found out that this girl, um, uh, Odessa Cyan, here they got her under the the A is going, also known. Okay, so Odessa Cyan, also known as Odessa Azian, but I guess they took that shit away because it didn't. You got a market here, but she's been on Grand Army twenty twenty, Fam. Hellraiser, of course. Lady World. Wayne is a 2019 movie. Uh, the poster looks pretty cool with a golden Camaro outside. Super cool. And let me see what else I found out here that she's been in. Movie called Let's Scare Julie. I've never heard of either one of those. No. <laughs> so she's just starting out. Yeah, she's pretty fresh in this thing. I guess in since two thousand and nineteen or eighteen is where she's been getting pretty, uh, pretty constant work. Yeah, well, I, I thought she was great in this, and the supporting cast was good too. You know, um, you know, you do have not gonna lie, you, know, you got some woke stuff in there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't get away from it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna point pinpoint exactly what it is, but. Uh, <laughs> I do remember thinking, can we just get away from it? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they have really done uh I'm just going to go and tell you. This is my opinion, but they have done a disarm to uh to a lot of uh a lot of uh people from that community by by basically shoving it down everybody's throat. That's all I'm going to say cuz I'm I'm friends with people in that community. I don't have a problem with it, but Yeah, I don't have a problem yeah. with but they do some they do some stupid shit. Like I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he was like, he was like, we haven't asked anybody to make, you know, this is a black man that I was talking to. And he was he was the one who told me I had no idea. Apparently Shaggy from Scooby-Doo now happens to be a, a, a black character. Well, they turned Vel they're turning Velma into a lesbian. Yeah, like like you know, I don't have any problems with uh like I like Blade and is a black superhero. I like um let me see who else. Hey, Wesley Snipes, there. Passenger 57, baby. Yeah. Um, Heck, yeah, always been on black. Look, <laughs> that was a good movie. Look, uh, yeah. look Cage on, on Netflix. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. They don't. They uh, try, you, they can try, you can even go better further than that. Apollo, Apollo Creed. Yeah, um, you know, they had a lot of black icons. Sidney Portero yeah. always played a black hero. He never played a, a villain. You know, then Sel Washington took his skills to a whole other level with Training Day and... Yeah. All of the movies in which he play a badass, you know, because he's an exceptional actor. But, yeah, I don't believe that you should be able to just change characters like that. I really don't like the whole ordeal of, uh, and, you know, I respect homosexual people or people from the alphabet community or whatever they call themselves. I have no problems. I got friends that are, and, and, and I don't have a problem with it or nothing bad to say. But I think it should you should let children be children. Like, you shouldn't be incorporating stuff like that on, on cartoons and stuff. Like, let the kids... Uh, Watch a cartoon yeah. without, without yeah, Harley like, Quinn, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy kissing each other. You know. Yeah, speaking of cartoons and woke, here's to you, Kevin Smith and Masters of the Universe. <laughs> that whole series was woke. Oh, the whole series that he did. Yeah, the Masters of the Universe revelations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And it's, 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 it's funny at times when they do some of this stuff and you see how the numbers dwindle down. You know, like yeah. maybe the people are telling you something. Well, I mean, you know, there was a recent movie that came out a couple of weeks ago called Brothers or Bros or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exclusively. And, yeah, you know, that's fine. That's fine because that movie markets itself for a specific community. They're not incorporating something in there just to, you know, they're not doing Star Wars and then halfway through Star Wars, you end up with some soft gay porn. Well, here's the thing, is that the big backlash right now is that, you know, the, the movie Bros or whatever it's called uh-huh. is is tanking at the box office. Well, then it's it's not tanking because uh, they have right. some weird people with MAGA hats and bats in front of the movie theater <laughs> stopping you from going in. It's just a choice in America that you yeah. have of paying your ticket and going and seeing that movie. Maybe the people in that community... Maybe some of them were not even interested. Maybe you have the majority of people in that community who live, well, you know, the friends that I have that are gay, they live very, very, very boring lives, just like a married couple and stuff. They pay their bills. They talk about going to restaurants and stuff. So I don't know what this other ordeal is that they're trying to sell you, but, you know, it shows that maybe people are not that interested in it. But I like the whole the whole thing around the movie that it was basically cater. For that, you didn't give me Conan the Barbarian, and then halfway through Conan the Barbarian, he's kissing a man. Well, it's not just that, but here's the other. Now, I have not seen the movie, so I don't know. But I mean, it well, also no, helped. No, too. Knock yourself out. I mean, it also helped too if maybe they made a good movie. <laughs> you know, I don't know if the movie's bad or not. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know, but it's something that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, inclined to watching because I really have no interest in in men and men relationship. Because no, I like no, women. No. Yeah, that's, that's the not, way I was born. Uh, see, that's not my cup of tea, but yeah. But I'm not. I'm not gonna put them down, and I'm not gonna be. No. Uh, I'm not gonna be like like when this man. Uh, what's his name from Empire? I used to watch that show. I like it. Empire. Uh, whatever the guy's name was, I knew that guy was full of shit. But it wasn't popular in America <laughs> to say that he was full of shit. Uh, whatever his name was. Uh, the was it Jesse Smollett? Jesse Smollett. I knew he was. I know that boy was full of shit. Ain't no way in that area of Chicago where that thing happened. There was a man with MAGA hats <laughs> looking for him specifically. Well, I mean, the hell you, know, you know when he was a child, he was an actor in the Mighty Ducks. I'm pretty sure he's been an actor his whole life, but you know his career was tanking, and he went and made up a story, and then he actually wanted the world to believe it, and it was a very dangerous story when he was trying to sell it. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was it, <laughs> it was ridiculous, man, but absolutely this uh this movie had to have some of that. It was just like Shocky has a elite character that is gay. It's the way that Hollywood is doing to incorporate people to uh accept the fact that there is a uh, that there's uh gay people out there. I think we can all if you have decency, you can accept the fact that other people are different and that's the end of that, but you don't have to go in like I ain't wearing no damn uh uh rainbow shirt on and going down the street advocating for uh for uh for gays to be out and about and 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 whatnot but i definitely would be repulsed if somebody would attack a person because of their sex orientation because i'm a decent human being so that would not make me feel comfortable i agree but But to to prove you that i am that person that i'm saying that i am I'm not going to go and pay $12 to go see a bunch of men kissing and holding hands and whatnot. It's not my thing. I like women. That's the way I was born. 
I was just saying that, you know, there's a big uproar right now. People are wondering why. Because a lot of people love that movie, Bros or Brothers, whatever it's called. So oh, they do. People, people are wondering why it's tanking. I'm like, because you're trying to shove it down somebody, everybody else's throat. No, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're trying to shove it. I think this one no. was, was done. I think this one was promoted. Uh, right. It was promoted for people from that community. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't think this this one was done right. Like I said, I don't. I just don't understand why you got to have an everything, you know, you're hooked watching a movie and all of a sudden that guy, can he just be gay and he doesn't have to just shove it down my throat on a movie that has to do with horror and stuff? That's all I'm saying. But, you know, Clive Barker is a homosexual, so he he's always been inclined. He he said he created the uh, the the characters on this, at least their, their attire, based on the clubs that he used to visit in New York. I got you. In the 80s, so... Uh. Well, I, I, you mentioned Chucky a second ago. I watched the first episode of the new season the other night. Yeah, you did? I've only seen one episode, but uh, I got a, <laughs> our, our friend Dave Fuller, the Busher Devachi. He's watched the whole thing, and he he's told me about it. I saw the first season. They just started the second season last week. And uh, I thought the first season was pretty good. Uh, myself and Butcher, man, we, we talked about it, I think, earlier this year. For an episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I watched the first episode of the new season, and I mean, I, I don't know where they're going with it, but I think, just my opinion, I think that whole Chucky series thing has already kind of run its course. Yeah, it just seems like already something's not clicking. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Uh, I mean, I watched one one episode. I like the way the Chucky handled the father. I like the way he was conducting himself. Uh, yeah, not enough Chucky for me, unfortunately. Well, that's what happens. You trying to take a movie or a movie series that's basically run that basically runs at about an hour and twenty to hour and thirty minutes, and then you try to do a ten episode series where each episode is an hour. I mean, that's. 10 hours or so of Chucky programming, I'm sure it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going to come out of this Hellraiser. Uh, damn, that Jamie Clayton looks good. But, uh, that <laughs> that uh, Hellraiser TV show, because it does it does come across that they do, if they got some good writers and they can put some real disgusting villains that we can totally dislike for an hour and then at the end they get it, then that would be interesting. Right. I mean, I think Hellraiser can make a very interesting series if they touch on the correct plot lines. You know, they they have a good story. They have a story. Because I think with Hellraiser, you, I mean, not only do you have to deal with the whole thing with the Cenobites and the Hill Priest and all that, but, you I mean, you could probably make a story out of uh, elaborate on somebody like Riley's character who's got a a past. Yeah, it's got a drug addiction and she's she's no stranger to a TV series and absolutely but on the next Hellraiser, the priest returns with the Cenobites to destroy the man who was wearing a MAGA hat down the streets <laughs> of Chicago. There you go. <laughs> next week on HBO. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. If it, Yeah, if they can balance it out. America is such a wonderful country when it's balanced out. Like, I don't mind, like, like look at one of the greatest zombie movies of all time. One of the greatest zombie movies of all time 
it was ahead of his time because the hero and heroes like 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 Romero said they can come from all walks of life any color any religion etc etc and the hero in that was a black man and at the end based on the the times that America was living in you know he was basically killed by people that were running around doing their own brand of of justice and being misinformed and whatnot, but still it wasn't shoved down your throat, but it was something impactful, something that you right. as a decent human being would feel uncomfortable watching. Right. And it's like, you know, the same thing. I know they call it American propaganda, but damn, that Top Gun was so good. <laughs> that thing Dude, was, I don't care what anybody said. Boy, that thing was good. I've seen Top Gun Maverick five times already. Man, I, mean, I think I, I'm right up there with you. It has not gotten old. Boy, that thing is good. It I mean, is, we we haven't even recorded the last the last show of the year, and that's already our number one movie. Like this is all for grab for number two. I get chills thinking about Top Gun Maverick because it is the first. See, I'm a huge fan of action movies, of course, and to see like kind of an old schoolish gung ho American hero action film it's been man. a while yeah man it's been a while but Tom Gunn Maverick was awesome this is this has quickly become my favorite Tom Cruise movie <laughs> I um, mean my favorite is still Collateral oh I used to love Days of Thunder Days of Thunder good Collateral is just I, I just enjoy that movie I yeah. really Days of Thunder really, to be honest is it as a movie as a whole and all that great but it, I still love it but yeah Top Gun Maverick's awesome, and it's, it's been amazing to see people kind of rediscover that. So it's it's been great, and uh, there's still some movies coming out I want to see. I want to see Smile. Um, I've not seen Barbarians yet, and of course, Halloween Ends comes out this, this Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Don't be surprised if Jay is available Friday night and we, we do a, a, a special recording. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't know. I hope so. Um, if I do, it would be late at night, but if I do, it would be late at night too. If I'm sober enough to do it, I don't know how okay. tired I'm going to be Friday or how much bullshit I'm going to have to deal with and work this week well, where I'm going to be looking for a I've beer got, and a shot of tequila. I've got my, uh, I've got my son this weekend, so I got to pick him up Friday. Oh man. Big, big, big shout out to uh red beer. Red beer had me in his house last night for uh tacos. Uh-huh. Oh my God! He makes this uh, Sue's booze, uh, this machine that basically is like uh, you put it in a pot and it boils the the food inside a plastic bag. I can't pronounce the word. I'm not that uh, sophisticated, even though I work around food my whole life. Um, but yeah, the meat just so tender and stuff. And we had a few drinks and stuff. I had a good time last night. Big shout out to my friend Red Beer for having me over last night for tacos. Call me whatever you want, but never call me late for tacos. Indeed. Damn, y'all love making some tacos out there. Bro, I eat, I eat tacos most of our every day. I don't know. I, I've been like that since I was a kid, man. Since, since I was a kid, I, I've, I've always been fascinated by it. Like, I've never, I've never been able to enjoy other food as much. It's got to be Indian food. But that food, I'm not good at cooking that food. That food is, it requires a lot of skills that, uh, and a lot of things that I'm not into. And, uh, yeah, tacos it, for it, me is just... My Indian life. food, my guts up. Really, I'm 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 all yeah. about I'm all about some Indian food. I could eat Indian food every day, except for Sunday before the game. I went to get some Indian food in a restaurant. I'm not uh, open to giving the name of the restaurant, but it was done. 
it was not what what it should have been. My favorite play, place in Char in Charlotte is in uh, Optimus Hall. It's uh. called Botiwala. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, but people would probably, any person American would, would pronounce it the same way that I'm doing. But that is a great Indian food. That's not where I was at on Sunday. But before the game, I went to get some Indian food. It wasn't very good. But I had to go somewhere and get me a milkshake because I wasn't drinking on Sunday, Jay. And I'm glad I wasn't, Jay. I was leaving the stadium when I realized I didn't have my wallet. And this this Babas were fighting, Jay. The, the fight at the stands was more exciting And, and big, big, big shame to the people, the uh, security in uh, Bank of America Stadium. That was the first time that I have ever witnessed such a poor excuse for security. Because this dumb as fuck, dumbass, has not only created a fight in the stands over a damn jacket that I guess they have left behind because they went to get a beer or something. And the people that were next to them or something removed it or something and it was like a big melee. I would have gotten my ass whipped because I would have I would have never touched that jacket to begin with. I mean, it was disgusting. But nevertheless, they threw a hell of a fight in there. And once I was leaving, I realized that I left my wallet in this chair. So I had to go back that ramp like I was a sprinter, a professional sprinter, and then go all the way up that nosebleeds. Almost had a heart attack, but my wallet was there. And in the process, I encountered the, the two babas fighting everybody and their mother. <laughs> They must have fought people, Jay, all the way down the stands. And you didn't had a single police officer arrest this, this, this cats. You got a lot of fans, man. And then the whole place, Jay, it looked just like, a, like you were at San Francisco. Uh-huh. Not that we're not doing a good job about it. I mean, we have uh, male cheerleaders in the stands. We're, they probably felt so welcome that they felt like they were at home. The whole place was red, Jay. Barry, uh, Pan Barry. Panthers are struggling, man. Huh? I mean, Panthers are struggling. So. Yeah, the 49ers travel well, but that was too good. I mean, that's like the whole stadium just covering red. Like, that was a home game for them. Well, hey, before we touch on some sports real quick, I mean, do you want to say any, any last words about Hellraisers? Before I – yeah, I'm just going to say that uh, the, the director, me and Jay, we have covered this. Uh, try to excite people to really watch this movie because it's good. I really enjoy it, and um, we try not to give too many spoilers in it. We just told you all the good stuff that we, that we wanted to talk about. I really didn't want to give spoilers because it's so fresh. Halloween, yeah. nobody that listens to this show is going to be that, that uh, if me and Jay do record Friday night, it's going to be that X-Rays uh, uh, -rays, uh, version of Tales from the Abyss when we go scene by scene and talk about the movie. That's, that's probably, and then we'll do the aftermath a week later or something like that. But I just wanted to go back into uh, uh, Bruckner, David Bruckner, who grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Jay, your neck of the woods. And uh, his father was a police detective. Like always, big shout out to the... To the Georgia PD, they know why. Uh, and he attended the University of Georgia. Nobody's perfect. Roll tie. And then uh. <laughs> he started his career working on the signal. But what is so interesting about him right now is that uh, BHS is coming out. And he also worked on The Ritual, which is a very good horror movie in Netflix that I highly recommend to all of our listeners is very enjoy enjoyful joy ride of horror with a, a very disgusting monster. I have to check that out then. I yeah, to check the I saw it a few years back and uh it won't it won't disappoint. It will not disappoint. I know that he did uh um 
you know, and and Friday the he was set to direct the Friday the Thirteenth for Paramount Picture was, but but he left in two thousand and fifteen. Then then when that came out, he was people were picking on him. I wish he had directed that instead of whoever did it. But right. nevertheless, he also there's another movie with him and uh, HBO. It's called The Night House. People really love this movie. Twenty twenty. I'm not a big fan of it. I, you know, it's not till the end. It didn't excite me as much as as this Hellraiser, but he's going to be involved in, I think, the next, uh, the next BHS, or he was, he was highly involved in BHS, uh, 94, there's a new one coming out next week, we have to keep an eye on that one, Jay, I don't know if you're a big fan of the, uh, BHS, but I am. I saw the first two. Okay, he did Amateur Night, the 2012 okay. segment of, of that one, yeah, that's what he did, so that's all I wanted that- to say. Was that the one about the uh, amateur night? Was that the segment about the guys in the hotel room and the girl is like a vampire or something? I think so. I think that was him. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, but I could be wrong because it's been a while. Ty West is in it. The guy from X, he, he also directed in there. And uh, yeah, man, BHS, I'm a big fan of the BHS movies. They're, I really oh. enjoy it. The last one was, was with uh, our friend from... Uh, from Indonesia, uh-huh. uh huh. What's his name? The the director that that all the movies that we enjoy. The the oh, older, get, uh, Timbo. I can't remember. Yeah. I know I know Gareth Edwards directed the Raid movies. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. But no, that's the other guy from the the other ones that we have seen. But uh, twenty twenty three, they're gonna have BHS nineteen eighty five, and uh, uh, I think I think David. Bruckner returns for it. I'm down. Yeah. So yeah, Jay, that's all I wanted to say. Great director, this guy. I mean, he re- he's really a visionary. We should be able to see a lot of good stuff from him in the future. And I was I highly recommend this Hellraiser movie because it's it's worth the watch. Absolutely, I enjoyed it as well. Very kind of a dark looking movie. It's got a great lead character. It's got a great villain. Um, like I said at the beginning, I'm, you know, I'm not saying this is a five star film by any means, but it's a good movie and it's a great start to what we think could be a franchise. I don't follow baseball like I used to. Based no. on, uh, I don't want to go into it. It's just they they turned me off with a lot of the stuff that they they did. But I know Jay is passionate about baseball, and unfortunately, is the bottom of the third very early. But uh, the Phillies are leading the Braves four four oh. one. I expect I expect the Braves to win it all. I've just been amazed how the Phillies, a team that I used to religiously follow very passionately, how they uh they got rid of uh of St. Louis. I was stunned. Yeah, you know, you know, when I posted my picks last Friday, I was going to throw in some baseball playoffs, but I enjoyed the 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 hockey uh. Your hockey predictions, early predictions for the Stanley Cup, Jay. Yeah, they I really, I re- yeah, I really enjoy that. I was going to tell you. I, I reposted the show as soon as you did it. I'm glad that I wasn't in it. That way I can actually don't don't feel too pretentious hyping it up. But I really enjoy your sports show Friday. I really did. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, you know, yeah, the NHL starts tonight. Tonight is... Tonight, Rangers. yeah. Tonight is uh, 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 Rangers and... Um, Oh, I can, I can watch that game because I got ESPN Plus. Yeah. Well, well, my team, I said it 
uh, last week. My team's the Calgary Flames, and I actually got a comment or a text from somebody, mm. somebody know, who had listened to my picks last week, and he said, got one question. He goes, it was great. He goes, I have one question. I said, what is it? He goes, how in the hell are you a Calgary Flames fan? <laughs> How in the hell, Jay? You, Jay, my team was always uh, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils. Well, that's understandable. But, and I have to tell him, and so I'll go ahead and explain it now. Um, the Calgary Flames originally started in Atlanta. Yeah. They were the Atlanta Flames from 72 through about 1980. They I were believe. not the Trashers, Jay? Who was the Trashers? That was the Thrashers at one point. Yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers was another NHL team that came around in the late 90s. Okay, okay. So that had nothing to do. Okay, so that's the reason why. Yeah, diff- Atlanta's lost two NHL's te- NHL teams in their history. So, okay. uh, But they were the Atlanta Flames, and they moved to Calgary because they weren't drawing anything in Atlanta. So they you know, got balled out, and they moved to Calgary. But the reason they came up with the Flames name is because it's, they got it from uh, the Sherman burning of Atlanta in the Civil War. Oh, that was what was behind it. Yeah. And to this day, on their alternate uniforms, uh-huh. which HL team has an alternate uniform, Yeah. Uh, um, the A on their jersey, which is for alternate captain, uh-huh. that is still the old school Atlanta flaming A. So they're still representing it. Wow. And that's how I got stuck. When I started getting into hockey about five, six years ago, yeah, that that's why I, I went with them. And the people, the people are very passionate about them over there in in, in Canada. Because if they were in the South right now, boy, they would have made them change that name. They were like, "Oh yeah, really? It had to do with the Civil War? You ain't wearing that shit in here. Get the hell out of here." Well, a lot of people forget now. There is a lot of hockey fans in Atlanta, but I mean, this is pretty much football country. It's football, so. and yes, and especially college football and stuff. But I have to, I have to give it to you, Jay. There is a lot of hockey fans in the South. People would be very surprised. I used to go when I lived in Charleston, South Carolina, to the Stingrays. Mm-hmm. The local uh, affiliate, like the the the, it's like the 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 what the minor leagues, yeah, yeah, and man, man, I used to have a good time. But people were very passionate. I remember me and this this friend of mine one time. He was trying to challenge me into lifting a trash can and throwing it at the penalty box inside the pe- man. We were getting drunk and rowdy, and I would have definitely spent the night in jail. But the trash can was too heavy for me. Well, you know, I don't even remember where I got that trash can from? Somewhere in the arena. Well, it's funny, too. You are talking about the Atlanta Thrashers a second ago? Yeah. Uh, that's another Atlanta hockey team that moved to Canada. They're now the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Wow. The Thrashers? So, Basically, Canada yeah. takes all our teams. Well, you know, I don't follow the, the Devils anymore. I'm from the era of Martin Brodeur. And when they when they won the, the, the championship, I'm not uh, uh, very loyal anymore to them. Other than that, I enjoy the hockey in general. I am. Um, I'm recently since they had so many of those games on TV I was following the uh, the Savers a lot got got okay. like the logo and everything but for the most part I'm behind this uh the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning to win it all every year I pull for them big shout out to Ron DeSantis he knows why dude no hey man, ser- seriously a big shout out just like even the 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 numb nuts here the uh, the president of the United States that he complimented uh Ron DeSantis, but a big shout out to Ron DeSantis because he has done a great job over there with all the people that I've talked to on the uh, huh? on the hurricane. And that's the way it should be, man. You got elected by the people. You should be able to give them everything that you have. 
I think Hurricanes have a lot of pieces in place, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a long season. I mean, the NHL playoffs don't even start until, what, mid-late April. So Yeah. It's a long, long season. It's a long season. And I, did, I picked the Hurricanes to go to the final just based off what I saw last year and who I see in the East. Um. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to be good again. Tampa Bay is probably the most quiet dynasty you've ever heard of. Yeah, uh, they yeah. have been in the mix for years now. I yeah. mean, you, and they're no slouches either. It's not yeah. like they get to the playoffs and die. I mean, yeah, they, no. they, they they win championships. That aside from having good players, that's just a great organization, right? People so, are, but I really do like the Hurricanes, and I went with my Flames because they made a lot of great off offseason moves. On paper, as of right now, they're better than last year, and they were good last year. So. But yeah, and uh, this week um, I'll do up another picks thing on Friday. But uh, I'm going to give my NBA predictions because NBA the basketball starts next week. Yeah, man, we had the uh, the uh, what we had here last night, yesterday. God, I even well, I was I can't say that, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I work I work in some relationship with with the teams when they're visiting, but I don't want to go into details. Um, right, right. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. Damn. Um, oh, the Washington Wizards and very decent uh, group of men, very nice, just like the Pacers were last week. But yeah, the the oh. Wizards and they won last night. Uh, how, how's your Hornets looking? Well, they're not looking very good, Jay. They're 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 you know I think Miles Bridges having that uh that very uh, unfortunate situation, which uh, yeah, if he's guilty, he's gonna be in a world of trouble when he was just knocking at the door of greatness and a good payday. So you know the team is somewhat not very uh, completed, and we'll see what what they put on the floor here in a few weeks. But well, I got the Atlanta Hawks are deadly. There's a lot of buzz around them right now. Like right now, Trey Young is the face of Atlanta sports. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But You know, with Freeman out, and then Matt Ryan got traded. I mean, Trey Young is the face of Atlanta sports, and then they bring in a solid number two guy from San Antonio, Dejounte Murray, who has played an outstanding preseason. Uh, John Collins is back; uh, he's healthy, and he's a, a double double guy every night if, if he's healthy. Same with Clint Capella. Uh, we got some defensive help. With DeAndre Hunter, uh, the Hawks are looking good, man. I, I don't they're, know. If the, I, they're an up and coming team of young young guys that can give anybody a run for their money. But I'm going to give you my predictions. Hit it in the East Coast. I think it's going to be a repeat of the uh, of the uh, Miami Heat and the uh, and the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. I thought they were going to go to the finals. Uh, Uh, again, but with all the turmoil and all the, the things that they're going through, we'll see. They're mentally strong. They're a great organization. Uh, God, I can't believe I'm calling them so many. I'm giving them so many compliments. I uh, I grew up a uh, Lakers fan, but uh, definitely, definitely, I would say the Miami Heat goes back in unless Tennessee does something to them. Well, you know, stops the ball. The Boston Celtics are in a Memphis, lot of Memphis. Memphis. I like Memphis a lot. I like John Morant. Yes. And I you never he, know what a, a healthy Dallas Mavericks. Boy, that boy is bad. That's a badass boy. Good Lord. 
Luka, Luka Doncic is a badass, man. Bro, Luka. I saw him here on a Saturday night playing with the flu. Like, I knew for a fact how beat up this kid was. And yeah. he wasn't... He was he was he had some kind of a sniffles. I don't he had he didn't have COVID. Of course they get tested, but he had he was in in great shape and this this man was still almost hitting it from half court. Yeah, man. Luca's a bad man. I haven't quite decided yet on who I'm picking for the final yet. Um I've got an idea. But give us your uh, idea, Jay. Give us your idea since you uh, give us your pick so we can we got ten minutes to go. Well, okay, out of, all right, the NBA East, the Eastern Conference, is, is, is tough. Whereas just a few years ago, it was the Western Conference that yes, was... it's hard to pick, yeah. But this year, I mean, the East is loaded, man. I mean, not just the Hawks and, and Milwaukee. You also have Chicago, Miami, um, and some other teams thrown in there. Now, the Boston Celtics are in a lot of trouble right now because they're head coach was just suspended for the year because uh, of some infidelities with an intern or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, however, the Celtics are still good. I just don't know what they're going to do with a new coach. Um, Miami Heat, I think, are stacked to the gills. It could be very good. Same with Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's still very good. As long as they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're fine. Yeah, you got you got that beast. You you can build anything around him. I think I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Oh, right absolutely, now. absolutely. I mean, I uh, think I think Kerry is, but that's yeah. just me. But and then and up in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant is still there. He's, uh, so he's, it's Kyrie He's coming so, along. He's coming along. Um, if Kevin Durant has a full healthy season, which it's been a while since he's been fully healthy, uh, the Brooklyn could be good again. I mean, just based on Durant, Durant is one of the top two or three players in the league. Um, but I don't know yet. I mean, I, I really want to put my Hawks in the finals, but with the Eastern Conference being so tough right now, I don't know if I can do it yet. But I don't think you're better. You ain't better than Miami. You're coming along. Miami's still good, though. I mean, they got Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler is awesome. When Jimmy Butler was a free agent, I wanted the Hawks to sign him so bad. Boy, that's that's like boy, that's like winning it all if you get him on the right team. You got the right I mean, cast around him. He's deadly. Yeah, I mean, I was really wanting Jimmy Butler. Of course, it didn't happen. But at, at the same time, the Hawks are on the up and up. They got the right coach. So I'm going to stew about it for another day or two. But... As, as far as the teams I'm looking at for the finals, uh, out of the East, I'm looking at the Hawks, the Bucks, uh, and the Heat are my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the West, uh, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Suns, and the Mavericks. So those four out of the West. So um, I don't know. I'm going to have to look and see. I, it, it, it all just kind of depends on um, – what some of these teams did in free agency over the summer. Yeah. Uh, I know the Hawks did well, of course, because that's my team and I'll follow them. Yeah. But as far as everybody else, that's, I'm going to have to look into it. But I'm excited. I mean, look, we're in the month of October, and this is probably the greatest – the next two months is probably the greatest months for sports. Yeah, not only that, but, you know, the, the at least the NBA here in, in, in Charlotte, which uh, the other day somebody was, was saying that one of these days we're going to lose that team because the attendance was uh, bad. But they, they sell a lot of uh, season ticket. A lot of season ticket holders are going to go to a preseason game. 
Well, the only way to get fans in the stands is to win. To win. So, to win. Winning is the best deodorant. But um, yeah. uh, the good thing about about the NBA, I don't know how it is over there because you're in a, in a market that is pretty welcoming to fans, to sport fans. But in here, that's about the only ticket in town of sports besides that uh, minor league hockey team, the Shakers, that you can actually go see without breaking your pocket. You can actually go to a Hornets game for $20. The beer is more yeah. expensive, but you can't do the same with an NFL ticket or with a uh, NFL or what's the name? What other team we have in here? The uh, the soccer team, the Charlotte FC is also very expensive. Yeah, um, the Falcons tickets here are, are pricey as hell. Um, Hawks tickets are decent. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're all that cheap, but uh, they're not bad priced either uh, as far as the Braves games I mean during the summer if you want to take a family you can get a, a couple cheap you can get some cheap seats for eight nine dollars a piece yeah and you can you don't have to pay fourteen dollars for a hot dog or twelve bucks whatever right. the hell it is so but I'm looking forward to this sports coming up you know I got two of more of my teams getting ready to start their seasons we're in the baseball playoffs football is rolling college in pro so I mean we're We're in a good month for sports. I'm excited about it. Oh yeah, we got until uh, yeah, we got a while before it starts dimming down. But yeah, this it's gonna be. Yeah. Don't forget uh, about the middle of next month, November, college basketball starts. Yes, sir. Yes. So sir. I think this is this is the first year without uh, without Coach K. Yeah, Duke is yeah. about Coach K for the first time since 1984, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know that they, they are a solid uh, solid program with, you know, a lot of great minds behind him. But we're going to see. We're going to see something. Yeah. But, folks, remember, I will be posting my picks on Fridays. Um, I like that I'm probably going to try to get the picks in around lunchtime Friday. That way, if anybody who is listening wants to to listen to see what I'm doing, you know, you got plenty of time before the weekend games start. Jay will make you some money, folks. Well, I think I'll do it real quick. I know we're running out of time. So I, I, I said on my on my picks last week that I would start keeping track of what I'm doing. Sure. And so I, I, I'll repeat it on Friday, but just real quick. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I did really well in the NFL. So I picked five games. <clears throat> I had three wins, one loss, and then one game was a push, meaning I got back what I put in, but I didn't win anything extra. <clears throat> and that was um, the Los Angeles Chargers game. I had the Los Angeles Chargers at minus two, and they won by two. Jay, it's going to be a rough, rough week this week picking them games. I can already look at that thing and tell you that they're rough. I haven't really looked yet. I know the Monday night game just happened last night. So, um, but, and then as far as college football, eh, did okay. Picked four games, won one, lost two. And then I, again, I had another push game. I had Kansas Jayhawks uh, plus seven, and then they ended up losing by seven. So that's, that's a push. Um, So, all, all in all, for my games that I picked, I got, uh, see, four wins. 
uh, say four wins, three losses, and two pushes. So not too shabby. Hey, hey, if you're in the green for the weekend, it's a good weekend. And uh, as far as the MLB playoffs, since they've already started, I'll go ahead and say I've been telling people I've been telling people for the past month. And I think it's going to be Braves and Astros all over again. I think so. I think so. I really do. I mean, I've been stunned to see the Phillies uh, in the playoffs. I thought they were just uh, done, but... They've been a shit show pretty much all year. All year long, yeah. That's why I don't understand but, this. Did they just get hot towards the well, end? That's what happens. Like, in 2019, the Washington Nationals won the World Series. That's because they got hot at the right time. They got hot. They got hot. They got because hot. Because they were well behind the Braves in the standings. The Braves won the division that year. That's why the Giants, the, the Giants fans have to be uh, hoping right now that those New York Giants have not uh, peaked yet because they look deadly right now. Come on, the football team, yeah. Yeah, the coaches, the coach is confident. He's like all over the place. I mean, he, they they feed off his emotions, of his the way he hypes them up, the way they're playing. You got a running back that is now what we thought he was all along. Yeah. Big shout out to Penn State, the pride yeah. of. And uh, you got the quarterback that is doing just the necessary to win. He's not carrying a team in his back. He's just, right. and that usually just gives a, a quarterback some confidence to start making some plays and expanding and exploring out there. You know, he starts, he's, oh man, it's deadly when you get a team like that. Yes, it is. I hope, I hope that we can get uh, Sean Payton to jump ships over here. Let that TV booth that he knows he wants to be out of so bad and coming and. Me being a Falcons fan, we just got Sean Payton out of the division. We don't need him to come back. They're <laughs> saying that's that's the big thing going on. That Sean Payton may be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We're well, about to find out here in a few uh, in a few months. Because I don't think he's going to jump in the middle of the the season. He's not going to take. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think. Why would he take this shit show now? He probably wants to take it in the off season when they get some draft picks and. Yeah. You know, for the best of my knowledge, I think they're going to start dismantling and trading people. I don't know if McCaffrey's going to be in the shopping block, you know, because. Well, he's got to get off the injury list first. Yeah, because they're wasting his time and basically. You know, I don't know. McCaffrey's had a couple of good games this year, though. No, he, he has. He has. But, you know, he's he's like Barry Sanders. Hey, just, I know we're not the time, but I do want to mention this. My Atlanta Falcons are starting to come to life. Yep. And then they'll simmer down, and you won't be able to get any good draft picks next year. That's probably. <laughs> but I will say this: that ref in the passer call that Grady Jarrett had against Tom Brady was the most bullshit. bullshit yeah, of, yeah. They, why Brady is a big vagina? He yeah. does not need to be protected that much. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been a while since he's got uh, the good calls like that. But yeah, we're running out of time. This Friday, Jay will be releasing his. Uh, His uh, picks, which I am very much anticipating those picks because I need him. I need the NFL picks that he's going to be giving us. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, from, from everybody here at Tales from the Abyss, folks, it's been a pleasure having you for this little uh, Hellraiser talk and sports talk. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week for some uh, much-anticipated Halloween ends. And we're finally going to get fucking Myers. <laughs> so... Stay sharp out there, America. We'll see you next week. And thank you for listening.